podcast. I'm Daylene Bickle, your host, and I'm so glad to be with you today. It seems like forever instead of just the other week that I was with you, switching to bi-weekly has benefited me in my work. I am actually making significant progress with my clients' books, so I'm excited about that, but I do miss coming to you and speaking with you each and every week. So I appreciate your willingness to move with me to this bi-weekly schedule, and if all goes well, by the end of the year, we'll be back to weekly. But again, I'll keep you posted on that as we go. So I hope that you've had some time to write and work on your own projects in whatever stage you're at these past two weeks. Like I mentioned, I've been making significant progress. One of my client's books just was sent to the editor the other day. So I'm very excited about that and can't wait for it to move on to the design phase. Excited to see what the designer will do with that. And then I can share more about it with you. For those of you who may not know, my primary service is commissioned biographies. So I interview and then turn those interviews into a flowing narrative of life stories for individuals and or couples. And it's just such an honor. I've been doing that under my company name, Lasting Legacies Publishing since 2006. So let's get to the main thing, right? That's why you're tuning in. You want to hear about today's topic which is seven things you should not do when writing your personal story. These are things that I have gleaned from working with people and I've just pulled from my years of experience. Let's dive in, shall we? All right, number one. The number one thing that we should not do when writing our personal story is to not overemphasize the value of our story. Some people come to me and they said, I, my goal is to become a New York times bestseller. Well, writing memoir, life story, autobiography, whatever you want to call it, they're all basically the same thing. Just, it's just slight differences between the three. That's a tough market to crack unless you are a well-known celebrity. Okay. For those top lists. There's nothing wrong with trying to aim for that, but don't put all your hopes in that, okay? Rather, as Christian writers, let's focus on serving the readers, which in this case will primarily be family and close friends, right? We want to provide them with the overview of our lives, of our experiences, of the lessons we have learned so that it will benefit them as well, right? Yes, we're going to be creating a lasting legacy of our own. There's a, a part of us that wants to be remembered when we're long gone and a printed book will be able to do that for us. But more than that, more than focusing on us, let's focus on those we are serving, our readers. The second thing you should not do when writing your personal story is to seek revenge on those who may have harmed you either physically or emotionally in the past. Now, that does not mean that we condone what they have done. That does not mean that what they did was right. I'm not saying that at all, but your book is not the place to seek vengeance. There was one lady that I met several years ago and she learned what I did for a living and she said, oh, I need to hire you because I need to 
tell you all about my ex-husband. He needs to be raked through the coals. And I said, I really don't think I'm the right person to help you with this. You know, this is something that you really ought to journal about, to put in a diary, get it out of your system. That is actually good and cathartic, right? We need to get those emotions out there, but they shouldn't be shared publicly. Why? Well, first and foremost, as Christians, again, let's look to the Bible. What does God say about revenge? Well, I immediately think of Romans 12, 19. This is the English standard version. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave it to the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. So we can stand on God's truth and in his promises. So we can look at it from that regard. But another reason we don't want to, quote unquote, rake someone over the coals in our book is because that's considered libel. And in the publishing industry and in the legal courts, if you are accused of libel, then you're going to have to go to court and you probably will have to pay a lot of money because you have slandered the other person. We don't want to do that. You don't want to go to court. You don't want to go against God. You want to serve your readers. Okay. Yes, there are some parts that we can share to get our point across better, but we don't need to vilify. We don't need to air all the dirty laundry. I hope you understand what I mean with that. And I'm not diminishing anything that any of you have experienced. It's just that there's a time and a place for all of that. And your book is not the best place for that. The third thing you should not do when writing your personal story is include every single detail about every day of every year of your life, okay? There are so many individuals that I meet with, especially those who are getting on in years and they want to share everything. For example, there have been a few people who have come to me with their diaries or their journals, and it's just a log book of what work they did that day, what they cooked for dinner, what, and I'm talking men and women, it's both sexes here. There's nothing wrong with keeping a diary or journal. I encourage you to do that. But again, think of your reader. Are they going to want to read about what you did at 7am, 8am, 9am, 10am? You get the picture. It's going to become boring. It's going to become just a little list of things that you did rather than a story. So as you're looking back through your diaries and journals, you'll see themes. Those themes are what you want to write about. What are the big picture things that you learned from those times? What were the big events? What were the significant experiences? What were the turning points? That's what people want to hear about. And yes, as a mother myself and a stay-at-home mom, Our stories matter too. We don't have to have worked outside of the home to have a story worth sharing. God works through us too. And we have stories and lessons and anecdotes and experiences worth sharing. Again, it's just finding those themes, finding those topics, finding those things that relate to other people and that will benefit them in some way and help them in their walk with the Lord in their daily lives. If you're not sure exactly where to even start with a life story, you know that you are feeling led 
to write about your personal experiences, but this all just seems so convoluted. Well, you know, if, if sharing everything every day is too much and I'm supposed to find themes, but I don't know how to find themes and that maybe I've never kept a diary or journal. What do I go from from there? I have something to help you. I have created the one year collection of weekly writing prompts. So it's an actual physical book that you can order from Amazon or my website, dailybickle.com. But it is a collection of 52 writing prompts. So just one question a week and they're divided out by themes. And it's just giving you a starting point of where to go with your life story. So be sure to check that out if you're kind of floundering and not sure how to start. Number four thing you should not do when writing your personal story is rush through the process, okay? This isn't a sprint that you have to do really, really quickly. On the other hand, you don't want to draw it out for a decade, right? Set a deadline, set a goal. So right now, as I'm recording this, it is the last week of September of 2023, a realistic goal would be October of 2024 to have your book done. And that's if you put in the work and the time to have it written and published. Okay. A year is a decent goal. Sometimes it takes a little longer. Sometimes it takes a little less, but for you to say right now at the last week of September, 2023, that you want a book done by Christmas at December, it's just not realistic to do it in three or four months. There's a lot to process. As we've talked about, there are experiences to go through. There are themes to think about. We want to serve our readers well. We want to think through our themes. We want to work through anything that we have to process emotionally. We need to allow time and space for that. And we don't want to rush things, okay? This should serve the readers, but it also should minister to you. So many people have told me that working through their life story has been such a benefit to them. And it has allowed them to see things in a new light and now allows them to see things in a new way and just gives them peace and, and a sense of comfort that they didn't have before. The fifth thing you should not do when writing your personal story is make it all about yourself. Yes, I know it is your story. It is your life story or your memoir. But what I mean here is again, focus on the reader. Does what you've written make sense to anyone aside from you and your immediate family members? What will they get from each chapter that you've written? Is there some takeaway, some point that you can relate? What do you want them to learn or discover or enjoy? from reading your book? What do you want them to walk away with? That's what I mean about making it about the reader and not just about you. The sixth point you should not do when writing your story is try to please everyone. We know that that doesn't work in general, in real life, and that's not going to work in your story either. We need to focus on what God's calling you to write and whether it will bring him glory and please him. I know when writing Life Story, two people can remember the same event completely differently. And that's normal. Just know that some people might 
disagree or remember things differently from what you have put in your book. And that's okay. This is how you are remembering your life experiences. Finally, the seventh thing that you should not do when writing your personal story is to give up. Yes, writing it is a process and it does take time and effort. And there are days that we really feel like writing it and days that we really don't feel like writing it. That's part of the writing journey. Don't give up. And don't allow other people to invalidate your, like if you come across people that are saying, well, I don't remember it that way, or I disagree with that. Don't let that knock you off the writing path. Okay. Keep going. Keep in prayer. Seek God's guidance and keep going to completion. He didn't give you this story for you not to finish it. So those are the seven things. Let's recap. One, don't overemphasize the value of your story. And also don't devalue your story. Number two, don't seek revenge on those who may have harmed you within the pages of your book. Number three, don't include every detail about every single day of your life. Number four, don't rush through the process. Number five, don't make it all about you. Number six, don't try to please everyone. And number seven, don't give up. All right. That is a lot. And I know that you might have some follow-up questions and would love to just get some feedback. And so I wanted to let you know that I am here to help you. So while the bulk of my work is as a commissioned biographer, I understand that some people prefer to write their story themselves and might not have the funds to hire someone to do it for them. If that describes you, know that I also offer book development and self-publishing coaching and consultations. So if that's something that interests you and you'd like to learn more, DM me over on Instagram at Daily and Bickle, or you can email me at info, I-N-F-O, at inkandimpact.com. Now, in the meantime, I want to invite you and encourage you to join the free Ink and Impact Facebook group that is now uh, available to you. Take advantages of the resources there and it will get you on my newsletter list where there's all kinds of encouragement sent every month there and it also allows you to get connected with fellow Christian writers. So be sure to join the Ink and Impact Facebook group. It's totally free. I hope to meet you and get to know you there. And finally, if you found this episode helpful, I would greatly appreciate you helping to spread the word about it, share it with your fellow writing friends, simply point them to inkandimpact.com. I so appreciate you listening and sharing and also following and subscribing, you know, be sure to follow if you are on the podcast player, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on future episodes. I so look forward to coming back with you in a couple of weeks. And until then, I hope that you have a blessed writing session or two or many in the intervening days. And I look forward to speaking with you again. Take care. God bless.